in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, wow. All right. So what the hell is uh, what the hell is an affidavit anyway? Everyone's throwing around these terms. Gosh, top of the hour, MSNBC. The affidavit application has been redacted. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't care what the affidavit says, and that's basically an explanation of whatever the hell crime you think may have been committed, uh, and it justifies the warrant, okay? It says we can go in and search. I don't believe anything that's in this affidavit, even though I haven't even seen it, all right? And that's one of the reasons why they don't want it out, because they came together with a phony, baloney, uh, just crazy allegations, and they put it in an affidavit, never thinking that the general public would see it. I think that they were so naive that they were going to kind of sneak this by everybody. Yes, it would become public, but it would not somehow, I don't know, what did they do? They did it on a, a Monday in August. I think they were trying to keep it under wraps. It's uh, it's really much ado about nothing, I believe. Then again, these idiots are crazy enough to try to get an indictment. They will try to stop Trump because, what do they say? He is a clear and present danger. That, even uttering that he's a clear and present danger, that's the clear and present danger. Donald Trump is a hero. Hey, so is Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani, fresh back from Atlanta. Did you see him mobbed by reporters? Talk about harassment. Not by the reporters, although, gosh, he was thriving. Rudy, back. It was almost like he was U.S. attorney or mayor again. Uh, they dragged him down there for some sort of phony grand jury hearing about uh, what happened back in 2020. What he did. What he did is all in public. You can look it up. You can listen to the hearings. He talked about the constitutionality of uh, Electoral Count Act of 18. He, he represented his client. You're still allowed to do that in America. If those people are allowed to sue Sesame Street for $25 million because Grover didn't hug that black kid, I, I think that Rudy Giuliani can can represent Donald Trump and can raise questions about um, voter uh, suppression, voter. Yeah, I think he can. I just think it's totally valid. I know it is, actually. They're trying to get us to doubt our most basic American rights and traditions and institutions. Hey, did you see, see on my show last night? I had a tribute to that Kutin Gaima, the cab driver from Ghana, who was living in the Bronx for the past 20 years, an amazing guy, married his wife, Abigail, had four beautiful children, and uh, a mob of thugs beat him to death and... What are we going to do? What are we going to do about this? Just the latest episode of senseless violence. You know, we've always had violence. We've always had crime, but not quite like this. I mean, I know in the middle of the day where it's celebrated, where they don't even feel like they're doing anything wrong. I watch these kids walk away. They're giggling to each other. They're giggling. And why did they punch this guy out? Why did they beat him up? Because they didn't want to pay the cab fare. So, uh, Kutin Gaima, this is going to stay with me for a long time. Uh, we have got to help his family. There's a GoFundMe page set up, and uh, whatever you can do, I gotta, I gotta do that. I gotta put it on my list. I, you know, sometimes those. Gosh, I hate. I gotta get Venmo so I can just hold up my phone and click, click, pay somebody or something. It wants that security code on the back of the card, and it seems like it's always wrong. And then the expiration date and my zip code, I never know the whole zip. It just is a pain in the neck, but it's necessary. It's the least we can do. Uh, do you read the New York Times anymore? 
Does anybody really read that paper? It's amazing how we used to just rely on it. It was so important. It was it defined who it defined the country, really, where the New York Times. Yes, it was always a little bit to the left, but there were some good common sense people there. And now this woman uh, wrote a big story today about all the bad sex she was having with her husband and she had to leave the marriage. But now she doesn't know what she wants sexually. While she was married, they tried to have different partners and be non-monogamous, I guess, polyamorous. It's a great big mess. I looked it up. I'm like, who is this imbecile who's writing all this stuff and putting it all on the front page? I felt bad for the husband. He's out there somewhere. She's blaming him for the bad sex. Um, she's 30-something years old. What does she even know? I, and don't you get to a certain age where it really doesn't matter anymore? I mean, there's a hell of a lot more to life than that. You know, I mean, right afterwards, where does your mind go? You start thinking about baseball. You start thinking about work. You start thinking about an email. It just It's just not a big deal anymore, is it? Has it ever been? I know women are a little bit different. You know, how do men get into it and how do women get into it? Sorry to be about this, but um, I think it's a basic fundamental. As a matter of fact, you know who told me this? A Jesuit. When it comes to... Um, uh, amorous behavior. Men are like a, a light switch. Flick on, flick off. Really fast, really fast. Really fast on, really fast off. Whereas women are like a, a steam iron, right? They warm up very, very slowly, but then they get really, really hot, and then they cool down very, very slowly as well. Uh, but men are just, you know, on and off. Anyway, she puts all of her sexual hang-ups and issues, and uh, this poor guy is mentioned a couple of times, and it's on the in the New York. Why? What difference does it make? Uh, and she's got a lot of issues. It's it's one thing if they want to bury this story, but it's right there in front of the New York Times. Read all about it. Read all about her sexual issues and hangups uh, at the age of thirty four. And then I looked her up. Well, never mind. All right. So uh, where are we? Um, I can't wait to have Rudy Giuliani here. It's just a super guy. To know him is just such an honor. It really is. And I want to find out what he's thinking about the flash mobs in Los Angeles. Did you see this? Does this have anything to do with Black Lives Matter? Well, it would not have happened had it not been for this silly Black Lives Matter movement. But about 4,000 people showed up at a 7-Eleven in Los Angeles and decided to... uh, Take anything they want. Cut 17. Now, that was just, the video is not as impressive as uh, what you're seeing. It's incredible. I've never seen anything like There have got to be 4,000 people in a 7-Eleven. What is there to steal in a 7-Eleven, by the way? Charleston Chew? And what else? Slurpees? I guess, you know what they seem to be really going for? The scratch and win. The scratch and win. Hey, by the way. When it comes to 7-Eleven, Joe Biden reminded everybody about this. Uh, Nine times out of ten, the people who work at 7-Eleven are people of color. People of color. I heard a friend of mine, by the way, their small business during the height of Black Lives Matter. I say a friend. I kind of lost touch. It's an ex-girlfriend. But I saw on their website that they have an ice cream parlor, and it was uh, demolished during Black Lives Matter. And guess what? These are people of color. These are Asian people. Just Ruin their entire business. I believe, I, I'm trying to find more information about the 7-Eleven. I think the owners and the workers are from Nepal. All right? People of color. Asian. How about that? And something else that's not getting mentioned at all. The cab driver 
who was attacked in, in Rockaway and died, cracked his head open. He is a native of Ghana. Now, all you ever hear about in America is alleged white supremacy, right? It is a myth, by the way. Okay, nobody believes in that garbage. Um, but there is a hell of a lot of friction that's never spoken about between African-born black people and native African-American-born people, uh, or I should just say African-American people, people born in America who happen to be black. There's a hell of a lot of tension. I told you I talked to this guy, Hussein, ironically, just two weeks ago, a cab driver from uh, Ghana, and he told me all the time that he's told, go back to Africa, and he's told that by black people. Now, I know this is by some black people, you know, not obviously, we're not speaking about everybody, but this is a real thing that's happening and it's um, it's not talked about. The Black Lives Matter myth, all right? They only care about black lives when the black life is taken by a white cop. That way you can make money. That way you can achieve power. It is a uh, – that is the great big lie. And I've been waiting for Barack Obama to weigh in. Not really. You know what he's doing? He's just busy being fabulous. Did you see this? He's got a He's got four Netflix shows. One of them is him running around the world checking out big parks. Cut 18. I want to make sure that the world's wild spaces are there for my kids and my grandkids. Join me in this celebration of our planet's greatest national parks and wilderness. A journey through the natural wonders of our shared birthright. And then he pretends he's Jacques Cousteau running around the world showing off these parks. And he gets $60 million for it. Now, he says he's worried about his kids, whether they'll get to go to the park. I guess he has the luxury of, of worrying about whether his grandkids will get to visit some stupid national park someday. In the meantime, everybody else is worrying, are we going to make it as a country? Now, wherever he is, he'll be safe. And so will his kids and so will his grandkids. All right, they have these compounds in Hawaii and Martha's Vineyard, Washington, D.C. He is on track to being a billionaire. He probably is already. Why? Totally black skills, nothing, nothing at all. Um, but he made white people feel good about themselves by voting for him. That's what he did. And I say that as a white person who voted for that schmuck in 2008. I did, actually. Now, um, and it wasn't because of a racial thing, although a lot of people did that. A lot of people did that. I actually was not impressed with uh, John McCain. And I did not think that Sarah Palin in 2008, who I've come to like a lot, by the way, but in 2008, she was not ready to be governor. All right. No way. No way. So I voted for Obama. And then I quickly realized it was all about Obama, not about us. He just never was that into us. He only turns on the charm, really, um, for the cameras or when he wants to play up, play up something. For instance, right here, he visits a, a football team, a youth football team in Chicago. It's just a silly photo op, you know. He He's not doing anything. He's not rolling up his sleeves trying to save black lives. I wish he would because he could. He could broker peace in Chicago, in, uh, in, in Brownsville, Brooklyn. He could go there. He could set up his presidential library. Remember how Bill Clinton did it in Harlem? Why doesn't Barack Obama do it in Harlem, huh? Wouldn't that be kind of cool? I don't know. But, again, listen to him play up the black part, play up his black ancestry right here. Cut 19. Hey guys, so how y'all doing today? A couple weeks ago, I called up Coach because I was hearing about all the great stuff that you guys were doing in the program. So he said, sometime you need to come by and say hi. 
So I like to keep my promises. All right. I'm going to come by and say hi to these kids. And I'm going to talk like this because I'm in the hood. Meanwhile, when he's uh, off with Anderson Cooper, he strikes a different tone somehow. Uh, same same uh, silly news feature, cut 20. Sort of, for me, my personal journey intersected with, I think, this broader question of uh, how are we setting up a society so that young men like that can succeed or not succeed? And that's what led me to the south side of Chicago. That's what led me to be a community organizer was that sense that, look, when I walk down the street of the south side of oh, Chicago... Oh, shut up. I it's see- always all about you. No, <laughs> We were just so sick of this introspective weirdo as president. You know, the style, his aloof, elitist style really helped usher in Donald Trump. You know, after all that crap, we were ready for some, give me a break. Shut up. We just, it was, we were so ready. That's more who we are than, uh, than that guy. Right. All right. So what is up with, uh, with this affidavit thing? Rudy will be here. He'll talk us through it. I am not worried about anything. I really am not. I think we're going to be great. I am, I'm, uh, I'm psyched about uh, the, the midterms. I'm even hopeful for our city. Everybody seems to be catching on about Eric Adams. I know, I know. Uh, they still treat him like a, well, they treat him like a, uh, like a celebrity. I guess he kind of is. Now, where do I have this? Ah, one of the reasons why Eric Adams is getting some decent press is because back in February, he uh, yelled at all the white reporters and said he didn't like that they were white and he's black. I'm, I'm serious. He said it. Cut 30. I'm a black man, that's the mayor. But my story has been interpreted by people that don't look like me. How about that, huh? How about that guy? And and you know what? It worked. It worked. He shamed those white reporters, and now they are kissing his butt all the time and letting him. He is the worst guy in the world and they're letting him get away with it. Deep down, they know it. But you know what? It's as simple as this and as silly as this. They think that as white people, if they criticize him, they'll be accused of being racist. What the hell has happened to this country? I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I think I'm still on Facebook. I think I am. Uh, I don't know. Facebook is gearing up for the midterms. They are going to screw with this election all over again. They'll say it's an effort to, um, uh, they don't want anyone to incite violence. Well, who does want anybody to incite violence? Nobody. No sane person. But here's what they're going to do. All right? If I support Trump, they will say, well, if you support Trump, then you support what he says about the big lie, and the big lie fuels violence. Pardon me. That's what they're going to say. And um, what else about that? Like, if I raise questions about the November 20 election, that somehow there could be another January 6th. That's crazy. All right. But that's what they're going to do. You know, it sounds great. We don't want anybody inciting violence on the Internet. We don't want anybody suppressing the vote. Well, then again, you know, suppressing the vote, what does that actually mean? So if my candidate is really, really ahead, or it's reported to be ahead, that can sometimes suppress the vote, all right? Because you think the guy is so far ahead, you don't have to go out and vote. You see, 
if they start censoring stories like that, and they'll have the authority to do so, Facebook coming out and say, you know, we support uh, people coming to our platform and saying uh, and communicating, but people can say whatever they want. And that means that Mark Zuckerberg, weirdo Mark Zuckerberg, is going to be governing speech. Facebook is too important to trust to Mark Zuckerberg and his woke friends. It really is. We got to take that thing away from him. We got to take that. We got to take Twitter away from uh, who runs it now? That Jack Dorsey guy with the weird beard? Those guys, these tech guys cannot be trusted with it. Now, there is a way, I believe it's legal to, uh, and it has to be legal, of course. Uh, there's antitrust laws, there's public utility laws. There's a, I mean, look, electricity was too big to trust to Thomas Edison alone, right? I mean, if he said, I'm going to keep this electricity for myself and my friends, we would have said, get out of the way, Tom, it's ours. We would have found a way to do that. And I feel like that's the same thing with social media. It is too big, too important. And yes, you should be able to say whatever the hell it is you want. All right? Anything. I am a free speech absolutist. Somebody came up with that term, and I like it. A free speech absolutist. Now, one of the reasons why Facebook is getting ready to uh, censor us is because they are still mad at themselves and the left is still mad at them because um, because Trump was so good at Facebook in 2016. They really were. They just knew what they were doing. There's a guy named Brad Parscale. You may have heard of him. He is a total genius, a total genius. And he was just better at Facebook and using it than the others were. You know, they were putting a lot of money into Facebook. Listen to this. This is Brad Parscale being interviewed by Public Television Cut 29. In the primary season, what was the strategy on Facebook, and how did it kind of shift going into 2016? Shock and awe. Shock and awe. How yeah. so? What's that mean? What she means is uh, put Mr. Trump's message, let him speak directly to camera, and get it to as many people as possible. And why was Facebook the ideal medium for that? Low-cost CPM, large numbers of conservative fo- voters, ability to broadcast all day multiple times to the same audience and the numbers were showing in the consumer side that people were spending more and more hours of their day consuming facebook content and an aggregated uh news feed pretty smart right <laughs> that guy's smart and he's better than the same people on the hillary clinton campaign and they're so mad they're so mad that they were outflanked by that guy who by the way has tattoos and an eccentric beard and he looks a little bit like a hillbilly that's another reason why they hate it all right that somebody who looks like that could be smarter than they are. So now they're doing all this stuff, all this crazy, uh, these games, these playing with the algorithms, trying to minimize conservatives, minimize Trump on the most important platform. You better not mess with this too much. Um, you know, have you ever heard of the Arab Spring? The Arab Spring, when there was that big uprising. And when was that? 2007, eight. There was a big uprising in Tunisia, and then it went out all throughout uh, North Africa and the Middle East, primarily Egypt. So the popular view of that is, you know, people started talking about democracy and freedom on the uh, on this on social media, and it just caught on like wildfire, and people ran into the streets. It actually didn't happen that way. Authoritarian governments. Um, they were talking about freedom. Yeah, all kinds of kids were talking about freedom. Yeah, 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 yeah. It made the government uncomfortable, and they started to uh, censor content across the board on on social media and even turn it off. 
And what happened was that is that that like radicalized all these people who were not participating in the in the political process. They were like, don't mess with my Internet. And they're the ones who went out and took to the streets. So anytime you try to censor, it usually blows up. It usually backfires. And uh, I don't think they're going to be successful. Do you? Hey, Trump is able to get the word out even more powerfully, I think, with the emails and with uh, Truth Social, which, oh, by the way, I've got to set up my account. I really do. I don't know how to do it. Setting up an account is the worst thing in the world, isn't it? You know, it needs all that information. Mr. or Mrs., you usually screw something up and then you got to go back and uh, it's never totally right. Is there a way? Are you on Venmo? What is it? Explain it to me. It's just like a money transferring service where you can transfer money from one account to another without having to go through banks. Is it legal? Yeah, I use it. It's pretty <laughs> it's nice. There's a little bit of a hesitation there. Without, ha- All right. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, I like Billy Joel, but do we need another interview with Billy Joel by Fareed Zakaria? Fareed Zakaria is that, um, what is he exactly? He's this uh, guy who must be intellectual, right? Because he's somewhat British and CNN puts him on all the time and he speaks very slow and he has that show on CNN. Anyway, for whatever reason, he's interviewing Billy Joel. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Billy Joel, by the way, is... A fascinating guy, but I think he said everything he has to say. He hasn't had a new hit song in, I don't know, what, since 1994, maybe, 1995? Um, If you don't know, maybe it's worthwhile. Look, I heard a podcast with, believe it or not, of all people, Alec Baldwin and uh, Billy Joel. It was actually very good. Billy Joel used to sleep under the piano. His dad was a great musician from Austria, Uh, you know, growing up out there on Long Island. Very smart guy, Billy Joel. Um, and what else is there to say about that? And one thing that's kind of crazy, I did not know, and I didn't learn this in the podcast. If you look it up on Wikipedia, he attempted to commit suicide. He attempted suicide like just before he got really famous. What a mistake that would have been, huh? He sucked down some turpentine of all things. Probably wasn't serious about it. What a terrible thing. No, never do that. Gosh. Um, but that's going to be on. And what else is going on? Oh, the Finnish prime minister is in trouble. Have you seen her? She's like 30 years old and uh, very attractive, and she loves to party with her friends. Uh, She is the head of Finland, a place I've been. It's not such a big deal, by the way. There are like less people in Finland than there are in Nassau County. But it's, it's a very quiet place. But I guess they have a pretty intense nightlife scene, and she's been going out partying with her friends. And she just looks like some hot girl out at night and they're making those goofy videos and doing those fake kisses, you know, that that fake. What 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 is up with lesbianism, by the way? It's like everywhere, but it's not genuine lesbianism. Have you noticed that they just do these fake kisses? It's been happening in advertising for a long time. Uh, These these women like hugging each other. Anyway, she's doing a lot of that stuff. And now they want her to take a drug test because she may have been. uh, Anyway, I think you could probably be on drugs and be in charge of Finland at the same time, but it's not a good look. And apparently uh, the Mr. Prime Minister is not upset. She was dancing with some some fellas in this footage, and, and they're uh, not into it. Or I mean, he's not into it. All right. 
where were we? Did you see? Oh, Liz Cheney's voicemail for Harriet Hageman. Uh, I think there's a little bit of attitude. Okay, so Liz Cheney loses the election by 37 points and has the nerve to go around implying that she'll be like Abe Lincoln, you know, who lost for Congress and then became president. I looked it up. He lost by eight points. But here is Liz being, I think the word is a little bit, I don't want to use the B word, but there's something uh, passive aggressive here. Cut six, please. Hi, Harriet. Liz Cheney calling. It's uh, about 8.13 on uh, Tuesday the 16th. I'm calling to concede the election uh, and uh, to uh, to congratulate you on the win. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks. That does sound like a clerk at the airport or something, right? Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks. What about help with the transition? What about help with the transition? It's interesting that she recorded herself. That's not the voicemail. That's a recording she made of herself. And I guess Harriet Hageman, the woman she beat, went out and said, oh, yeah, she called me and left a two-second email and now a two-second voicemail, and everybody's trying to accuse her of being fake. That was like two seconds. What, 14 seconds? That was very short. Um, Listen to this. Andrew McCarthy, really smart guy, a lawyer. He shows up on Fox News a lot. He's a former federal prosecutor. He's often right about stuff. Cut seven. I really would not advise him to do that. Uh, I, you know, I just think at this point, especially after saying, you know, that he wanted to take the temperature down, uh, there, there'll be a time and place for that. Uh, and frankly, if I thought that was going to be useful to me at trial, um, I would probably want to hold it until later. Um, but I, I would not, if I were President Trump's lawyers, and I had confidence that I could actually get him to listen to what I said, which would be, you know, another gulf that you'd have to to pass, I would ask him to please not do anything uh, and not lock himself into any position and let's see what the government has first. Oh, really, Andy? I don't know if I believe any of that. I don't know if I agree with any of that. Uh, meanwhile, Merrick Garland and the FBI are leaking like crazy. Look at what they did. I think he should. I would love to see that videotape. I think he could blur out their faces you could hire some kid to do that. They could blur out the faces in 15 seconds. I want to see that. Don't you? That's important for the American people, okay? It's also important for New Yorkers to get rid of Kathy Hochul, the worst governor in the history of governors. Wow. You can tell uh, the light's on, no one's home. What do they say? She is a dim wit. Back to Buffalo with this one. Cut five. I'm announcing countless infrastructure projects and. In- making sure that we have, you know, get rid of the potholes and fix our streets and our roads and bridges and our transportation, our public transit. But the best investments are not in the physical infrastructure. It is the human infrastructure, investing in human beings. Wow. Wow. What a, what a, what a person, huh? Wow. Fixing the potholes. How many years have it been a Democrat rule in New York State? I think... I'm not making any endorsement. I, I'm not supposed to do that. But, I mean, uh, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results? Fixing the potholes. Fixing the potholes. She's going to fix the potholes? Uh, she's <laughs> all those infrastructure problems. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling. I'm rooting for Zeldin. I really am. I think he can do it. Um, where is he? It seems like a bit of a lull. I guess things are going to really kick into overdrive after the uh, after Labor Day, guy is totally qualified. Um, great resume. He's a fighter, and 
I was kind of hard on him during the during the primary. Andrew Giuliani, I uh, you know he's a good friend. Oh, by the way, Andrew Giuliani lost a fair amount of weight. How did he do it? The same way I'm doing it or trying to do it: intermittent fasting. This I think is the holy grail of weight loss. It sounds more sophisticated than it actually is. It basically means skip breakfast and don't eat uh, late at night. All right? So uh, I don't eat until noon. Noon. No 11 o'clock. No 1130. Noon. Um, Dr. Oz told me last week you can eat nuts and never get fat. Uh, I have a problem around the nuts. I, I just I took a big bag. I'm eating in a crazy amount of nuts. I think I got to get rid of them. But intermittent fasting uh, is the key. Hey, Sid is in Brooklyn. Hello, Sid. Yes, hello. How are you? Fine, fine. Wonderful. Thank you for taking my call. Here's my situation that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do it. So I said, let me give you a call. I really have a problem with the fake balloting, the fake votes that took place last time. And I'm afraid they might take place this November and that would be horrifying if, uh, if if the Republicans didn't didn't come in to take those off. And I think that it's so obvious that most people would vote Republican for for this and for the 24 election. The problem is, how do you know they'll win? Because the past has shown that there's so much fake voting going on, and I'm not quite sure who, if anybody, is doing anything to to relieve that, to catch it in, in, in the bud. No, oh, well, think- look, there are state lawmakers, governors all over the place, Texas, Pennsylvania, who are cleaning up the situation. And uh, I'm told by the experts, I mean the real experts, that the Republicans, basically all they have to do is they don't even have to do anything. And part of what they've got going for them is uh, the gerrymandered districts. It's been worked out so that they're almost, I mean, it's almost impossible that they'll lose. But having said all that, I have the same nagging fear and suspicion that you do that something could go wrong but we'll see i don't know i don't know what to do pal but the experts and i'm not talking about you know the fake news experts i mean these guys trusted pollsters uh people who really know politics that i like and know and respect they're telling me that it's 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 almost it's almost a done deal uh the republicans are going to win if they're confident i'm confident so um, me, yeah what they need to do and i need your help what I I have what you might call evidence, and I can't go into it in detail over the the open line. All right, uh, you better go into it in detail. Go into it in detail over the open line. Just what is it? I, it's not, I see it's a not, way yeah. that they have already planned, put into place that uh, the, the Democrats that will bring them many of many invalid, fake votes that you cannot simply go and catch enough. After the voting is done, this is the time. Certain things have to be foiled. I have a pretty good plan. I'd like to have a phone number. No. Somebody on the Republican side who's doing this. Hey, dude, you got a computer? Yes. All right. You got to use that computer. You got to write. I can't help you. I I can't. Look, I bought that lady a walker. Uh, I sent somebody else an Uber. I can't I, – I don't have the time to take this project on. I just don't, all right? I can't do anything. I'm sorry. Um, I uh, – you can write letters, documents, stuff. You, you just want to pick up the phone and call people. It doesn't work that way. 
And you got to be a little bit more specific about what you want to do. I don't think what you have is as dynamite as you think. I hurt Sid's feelings. I hurt Sid's feelings. I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't. I'm not going to stop everything I'm doing. I got two kids, a dog and a cat, uh, a wife. I got uh, two jobs. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't even know how, to be honest. I And I, I've seen some of this alleged uh, tomfoolery. You know, people mention these voting systems. I don't know. The only thing I can understand, though, I can read court documents and understand them. I can understand that the ballot boxes in Wisconsin were illegal. I can understand that in Pennsylvania, there were two ways to vote. And they came up with 75 different ways. And they didn't amend the Constitution. That I can understand. And Sid has the same problem I've seen a million times. They think they're going to get somebody on the phone and get them to do all the work. He's got this idea. He's seen something, so he wants somebody else to do the work. Um, no. Sorry. Make it happen yourself. Uh, do a little bit more. I tell you, everyone's plate is full. Everyone's in a rush. Sounds to me just a wild hunch that Sid has some time on his hands. A little bit of extra time. And... Uh, you know, I do get all of my, if I'll tell you this, Sid, if you're still listening. If you want to write me a letter, but you know what? I'm Forget it, because I'm way behind on my mail, too. I'm not going to, I just, uh, no, no. Sorry. Uh, Bill is in Brooklyn. Hi, Bill. Hello, uh, Stop ranting and raving about this guy's uh, question. Will you? You're wasting time. You hey, Bill. hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Let me, let me, let me tell you. You know what, Bill? Uh, you do you, I'll do me. Okay, all right, Bill. Now, I really don't need. I don't need your. Hey, Glenn. I'll have Glenn now. Glenn. Glenn's next. He's in Hillsdale. He's probably a nice guy because he's from Long Island. Are you from Long Island or in Queens, the Queens side? Greg. Yeah. Greg. Yes. Okay. Hey, uh, with Liz Cheney, as we know in life, all things must come to an end, and uh, I was just curious. You know, when uh, when it comes to the end for you, you get fired. How, how would you uh, turn around and talk to your replacement after they say, "Greg, you're done"? Uh, wait, say again. You 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 think I'm doing too mean to Liz Cheney? No, not necessarily. Put I it back on. Put it back on. I want to hear. The, let's hear. Let's hear. Let's hear Liz Cheney. You know, to your replacement that you know that. Well, you're taking over. You've got less experience than me, uh, but uh, I'm fired. So how would you handle it? Uh, you can actually look it up. I've been in that situation three times. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Uh, let's see. The time, the first time I left Channel 5, the second time I left Channel 5, and the time I left Fox and & Friends. And you realize that uh, it's God's plan. Now, I didn't always realize this. I think the first time I thought, man, I'm a victim here. Screw this. Screw the world. Screw that guy. Screw my boss. And then I realized, you know who tells a great story to this effect? Um, oh, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Do you know the worst day in his life turned out to be the best day in his life when he got fired by Union Carbide? You ever hear of Union Carbide, the gas company? And he gets fired, and it's the worst day in his life. 
but he had to be kicked out of the nest. You ever see what uh, eagles do with their little eaglets to get them to learn how to fly? They kick them out of the nest. They kick them out. And they just learned to flap their wings just before they hit the ground. And that's what getting fired can be like. So uh, you ever been fired? You ever been dumped, Glenn? Oh, yes. Yeah. What'd you do wrong? Uh, well, I guess uh, pretty much uh, I uh, contradicted what uh, – I'm not a yes man. You told the uh, boss I'll something they didn't want to hear. That happens – yeah, that that can get on their nerves, and then they'll they'll find a way. So, um, no, I think when you're a politician – here's one other thing. Um, Lyndon Johnson – I, I, I got to take a quick break. Um, Lyndon Johnson, though, he had a, he took a couple of beatings, and he was always, always so gracious – uh, with the person who beat him. Really an amazing guy in so many ways. Uh, I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, uh, speaking of people getting fired, this guy, Brian Stelter, is gone from CNN. I had something to say about him last night. I'll get to that in a moment, but let's see what they did over at Fox. This is Greg Gutfeld. Great guy, by the way. Cut 13. And the press were so quiet on CNN, you could hear Stelter's stomach growling. I can't control myself. Just like Brian Stelter at Krispy Kreme. Like Brian Stelter trapped in a Frito-Lay warehouse, they eat everything from the inside. Like butter at Brian Stelter's dinner table, it's spreading everywhere. No heartfelt birthday wishes from CNN's chubby, grubby Teletubby. CNN's roly-poly gossip goalie. But anyone who thinks that boobs are more common in women than in men clearly have never seen Brian Stelter jogging. All right, stop. Man, this is really over the top. I just, the guy just lost his job. I was actually quite magnanimous with him um, in comparison. I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Let's see here. Sean Hannity unloading on Brian Stelter. Now, at the same time, he was breathlessly pushing lies, conspiracy theories, and hoaxes like the Russian hoax and dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop story as a manufactured scandal. Now, despite all of this, I may surprise some of you. Humpty, I don't like seeing anyone get fired. I wish you the very best in your future endeavors, probably at Media Matters. And like all the other on-air hosts at CNN, I do have some advice. Stop being dishonest. You know, stop the journalist charade. You're not a journalist. Just admit you're what I am. You're a member of of the press. You're a talk show host. Admit to your truth and your reality in woke terms so you understand it. You're not a journalist. You're a talk show host. Now, by the way, Humpty needs to own his truth that he is a liberal who is obsessed with Fox and hates Fox. But we still wish him the best. We know he'll be watching us obsessively. Well, what I did last night instead of uh, I didn't go on and on and on, but I did play a clip of him getting on my case, something, and he did that a couple of times, uh, and I think it was really unfair the way he did it. Uh, This is back in January of 2021. Stelter on Greg Kelly, cut 32. Let's talk about pro-Trump media's responsibility, TV network's responsibilities. Here are uh, just a few examples of the rhetoric on Fox News and Newsmax and OAN in the run-up to Wednesday. Listen to the word that keeps getting repeated here. He's still fighting for us. He is fighting for us. Now, we have to fight for him. You hear him saying we have to fight for him. We have to fight for Trump. How much responsibility should we be assigning to pro-Trump media? 
Right, as if I really meant fight, like in like like throw a fist. How many times have you heard Hillary Clinton say, "I'll fight for you"? How many times has Joe Biden said that? All right, it's a figure of speech. It's a metaphor. So uh, that kind of stuff I didn't like. Uh, he is very smart. He actually wrote a pretty good book about uh, morning TV. A lot of it was very true, and he understands media. He's got a lot of friends in the media, like Hollywood, I should say, producers, that kind of thing. I think he'll do well uh, for whatever comes next. I wonder, you know, sometimes I talk about that. Am I a journalist or a talk show host? I like to say talk show host. Journalist is a bit too, um, it means different things to different people. There is no, uh, I I think, one accepted definition. But I do keep a journal. If you keep a journal, are you a... Pardon me, a journalist. Gary in South Norwalk, Connecticut. Hello there again, Greg. Good talking to you. So two points. One, Brad, you mentioned Brad Parscale. According Now, this is according to Kellyanne Conway's book. You could say no. You could say okay, yes. What? You could whatever you want. She, said, she she portrayed him as in a not very favorable light during the second time. The first time, no question, he was genius. The second uh, campaign, he apparently lived a very lavish lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera, and I think they let him go. That's what I— Well, I mean, look, I know that from not reading her book. Everybody seems to know that. I, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm surprised. You know, these silly, nasty, bitchy books, and you, you, you settle scores with uh, rival staff members. Who the hell needs to read that or write that? You know, I mean, let's face it. People coast to coast— do they really want to know what Kellyanne Conway thought of Brad Parscale? I don't get it myself. I like Kellyanne. What are you going to do? What's the other point? So the point, the midterms, you seem very bullish. But, I mean, even uh, Sean Hannity last night, and I did catch your program last night. It was a very excellent uh, retrospective on that poor man that got killed by those those uh, people that uh, robbed him of his air, his uh, fare and everything. But anyway, that's not why I call. So uh, Sean was starting to get a little edgy about these polls and some of the things. And he says, I hope that the Republicans are not counting their chickens before the hatch. And then Tucker went into a long monologue with facts and figures about how it's not looking as great right now for the Republicans as we had thought. Wisconsin, it doesn't look like that's a lock for Ron Johnson. And he's fighting for his life. P.A. Fetterman is up, up. If you believe the polls, if you don't believe them, then that's fine. But according to the polling, Fetterman is up like 10 or more. Georgia Warnock is up double digits over Herschel. Generic, even now the generic is, I, I don't know, I'm worried about it, Greg. That's all I can tell you. All right, well, look, earlier I was speaking about the House. The House side, I think, is a lock for Republicans. Yeah, in the Senate, it's a bit more topsy-turvy. Uh, I am somewhat skeptical of the polls. You know, I always go back to 1988, and George uh, Bush was trailing Dukakis by 17 points. I don't think the campaign has really started, in even in Pennsylvania. Some self-inflicted wounds. I know that video didn't go well for Oz. I think that's going to be all right. Look, it's the fake news. How are they going to portray it? And even at Fox, they're kind of they're susceptible, because every time you walk out of Fox, you're surrounded by fake news. They all want the Democrats to win um, but we'll see. Write some letters. I guess I the Senate is more up in the air. They're really worried about Ohio to a lesser extent, Pennsylvania. I think it's going to be great. I can't help it. I think there's divine providence at work as well. Gary, thanks for the support. I'll be right back. Hey! 
Greg Kelly. Entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, U.S. official Russia showing complete disregard for security of Ukraine's nuclear power facilities. I saw that headline probably uh, two months ago. Uh, coverage of Ukraine has basically disappeared. It's kind of coming back right now. It looks like Ukraine might be scoring some points against Russia, at least in Ukraine. They're hitting Russia behind their front lines in Ukraine. They're hitting Ukraine, but the part that Russia owns temporarily, at least. Why is there very little coverage about this? Uh, I said this in the beginning. It's one of the reasons why I know I got some heat for this. I wasn't that outraged by the whole thing to begin with. I am rooting for Ukraine, yeah. Uh, Didn't want the invasion to happen, but countries have been invading countries since countries. It just happens. It's uh, it's always going to happen. It always has, always will. Um, Big country, and it invaded a smaller country right next door. Oh, by the way, Ukraine, I guess for a while, was part of Russia, part of the Soviet Union, broke off, whatever. Um, These things happen, and they will happen. It's happened since the beginning of time. And I couldn't get that worked up about it, that one big country was invading a smaller country right next door. And I pointed out that America, (laughs) we invaded a country that was 8,000 miles away. We invaded Iraq that did not attack us, that had no weapons of mass destruction. It was a total waste of time. And we went, (laughs) it wasn't right next, it wasn't like we were invading Canada. It was like, (laughs) I had to go, planes boats, everything to get the hell over there, bring all that stuff. Oh, by the way, we didn't bring enough stuff, but that's another thing. And look at what happened. What did we get out of that? Zero. Zero. Hey, wait a second. Now everybody's, that guy called a little while ago, everybody's wetting their pants about Republicans now. This is all being pushed by the fake news. I just saw a poll where I don't believe this. Marco Rubio is behind Val Demings in Florida. Okay, everybody relax. This is this is some fake news hype. Marco Rubio is going to win Florida, okay? And I do believe Ron Johnson's going to win Wisconsin. Ron Johnson every race, every race he starts way way back. I know that guy is uh, as woke as they come. He's way 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 to the left. He's kind of like a mini Barack Obama. That's what he's dealing with. There are plenty of liberals up there. In Wisconsin, what's going on in Arizona? Blake Masters versus the astronaut, whose name happens to be Kelly. You know, it used to be we cared about. You had to be. You had to have like this really interesting record. You had to be somebody to run for the Senate. I don't care anymore. I don't think anybody does. It's what are you going to do for us? Well, how are you going to vote? What do you believe in? Nobody's electing resumes anymore. It's who are you right now? What are you going to say? What are you going to do? What do you think? How will you vote? I don't care if you went to Harvard. I don't care if you went to Hofstra. It doesn't matter anymore. And that's actually a good thing. I think that's I think that's good. Hey, somebody else mentioned, uh, what was that, Tucker Carlson. I don't watch the show, but I am kind of intrigued with the, the ups and downs of who's the congressman who was injured in Afghanistan and almost lost an eye? Dan Crenshaw. Uh, Dan Crenshaw was on that show. And got into it with Tucker. Uh, So I'm told, do me a favor, play cut 12. Nothing made me angrier than watching Tucker Carlson have the nerve to even criticize Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden did exactly what Tucker Carlson wanted him to do. Exactly. To the T. Pull out everybody right now. You know, no ifs, ands, or buts. No middle ground whatsoever. Not even Trump was 
I, I think, thinking of doing that. You know, it would have at least left people in Bagram. Um, they've been wrong on every front, and it's, it's, it's getting dangerous. You start to lose people um, in, in this kind of situation, and you, you, you can't have this naive outlook of the world. Uh, Dan, I think uh, it doesn't really, number one, matter what Tucker Carlson says or doesn't say, uh, you can't criticize Joe Biden for the way he got it. We wanted to get out of Afghanistan. Sure, sure. But in that matter, and the Bagram thing that you just brushed over there, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Now, Dan, I think, has gotten a little bit high on his own supply. All right. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I was just talking about. We don't care about your resume anymore. All right. Good for you. Good. I mean, good for him and good for us. He's a he's a war hero. That's good. But it doesn't mean anything in terms of like, what are you going to do today? What do you think today? Same goes for that Eric Greitens character uh, in Missouri, the Navy SEAL. Number one, Navy Navy SEALs usually are pretty much overrated. Um, And this guy had a penchant for tying up women and taking pictures of them, apparently. And then he fantasized about killing what he said were rhinos. This is uh, this is bad news stuff. Is Jacqueline okay out there? Is she okay? Is she going to do the news anytime soon? Is everything all right? All right. Um, all right. Uh, it's Friday. I'd like to take a phone call from Paul in Rockland County. Paul. Yes, Paul. Uh, Liz Cheney did not uh, speak to, in person to the uh, lady she defeated. You know, she left a message, which was kind of cowardly. And she didn't wish her good luck. And didn't have a you know a nice little uh, Wyoming sign off. It was a cold call, and she was in a hurry. Yeah, listen and, to it uh, again. I want you to listen to it. Listen to the way she says thanks. Cut six. Hi, here is Liz Cheney calling. It's uh, about eight thirteen on uh, Tuesday the sixteenth. I'm calling to concede the election uh, and uh, to uh, to congratulate you on the win. Thanks. Bye bye. Thanks. You bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Can I say that right. word? You don't have to bleep that out, do you? All right. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, Greg, you can I just tell. What? Spoke in person to the lady, you know, uh, left a message and then followed up with a personal call. Well, you just... can't speak in person. You can't speak in person. And, and uh, you know, you can't. Nobody does that. And the other thing is cell service apparently is really crummy in Wyoming. But you just heard it. She's a. Yeah, she's you know that was nasty person, and that's no that's no surprise, right? She didn't wish her good luck. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, okay. man. Uh, anything else? Thanks. That's good, Greg. All right, Paul. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you very very much. Uh, who's anonymous? Why do we have somebody who says anonymous on the line? I want to take it. Why not? Why not? Well, you guys put it in. You what? There's a policy we can't take a call from anonymous. Well, why'd you hang? Why'd you? Why is he? It's, I uh, all right. I'm sorry, anonymous, because uh, we need your phone number so you can we can call you back. I guess I don't know. Well, what are we gonna do? We gotta threaten him. I you you use this curse word. I uh, okay. Ron in Farmingville. Hi. Hey, Greg. How are you? Good. Big fan. Love your radio show. Love your TV show. Love how your mind works. Starts from point to point without any type of. Uh, <clears throat> direction or anything but my big concern right now and i've had it for a while what excuse me is the election and the faking and the false results and what i want to know is why can't everybody vote with their social security number there's a finite number of social security numbers 
You can only get one vote per Social Security number. It eliminates any type of fraud and would be very easy to verify. If you get two votes with the same Social Security number, you just throw them both out. Uh, I don't think so. People are stealing Social Security numbers left and right. You know, there are people walking around. This is a thing that a lot of folks do. If you Let's say you want to evade the authorities. And this guy, somebody who killed his entire family in New Jersey, uh, what the hell was his name? John List. You know how he evaded the authorities? He found some Social Security number for a kid who died in like 1975 and used that Social Security number. Do you remember that radio commercial where the guy puts his Social Security number out on the air? And, uh, you know, here's my Social Security number. And uh, LifeLock, not, not LifeLock, it was some product. I forgot what it was. And they were scamming him. They, 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 I, Social Security numbers, there's a lot of drama there. I don't think it would work. And number one, there's not enough time between now and Election Day to do that. Paper ballots, good old paper ballots. The thing worked for a long time, and then we made it so convoluted, in my opinion. Dump them in, in large quantities into drop boxes, which I know are going to be back. And it's the same reason that the election, we lost the election in the first time, first round. By fake, by fake ballots being submitted. Well, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. Some of those drop boxes are not coming back. I mean, they're not coming back in Wisconsin. I don't think, pardon me, did we have them in New York? The Democratic cities, basically, what's his name from Facebook, spent $400 million on drop boxes in all the Democratic cities. Yeah, no, Zuckerberg, that was a corrupt act. Four, all that money, not only to, he gave money to state entities, and uh, Trump talks about this a lot. You know, it's amazing. If you give $1 over the candidate, you know, you're, if you write a $2,000 in one check, you're in trouble. But that guy can spread that kind of money around. Look, I mean, you guys are now getting me worried. I mean, geez, I thought we were had it locked. I don't know anymore. All right, Ron, uh, he, I don't think the Social Security number is going to – I've never heard that mentioned other than from you. Not to say it's bad, but I do think that there are some problems associated that we haven't thought out. Uh, Tom in Manhattan. Thanks, Ron. Tom, Tom, Tom. Greg, thank you for taking my call. I know you have a lot of callers that are like 50 and up. Uh, there's a scam going on in New York. A character, rep, he'll call you representing himself as a uh, – representative of the Federal Reserve Bank, and then he'll send you allegedly a copy of his official ID card, and uh, it's it's a scam. They're trying to scam people. I just got off the phone with our favorite agency, uh, and Peter Strzok still works there, okay? But anyway, here's the thing. Peter Strzok does not work at the FBI. Oh, no longer? Thank God. But anyway, uh, make a long story short, uh, unless I'm, I'm up on what's going on, okay? And I played him for like an hour on the phone. And he says, well, we can award your $2.3 million uh, publicly or privately. So I said, let's arrange a private thing because I could do a couple of trident moves on him and his partner if you get my drift without cameras around. But anyway, make a long story short, right? By the way, thank you for your service. I mean, you're, you're no problem, uh, no problem. Hero. I mean it, and your father also. Oh, thanks, your pal. Father was a marine way back when. Hey, look, I I don't want you to go meet these guys. Is that what you're talking about doing? I'm being facetious. 
Okay, because they could beat you up or something. I don't. I wouldn't mess with these guys in person. But I would have other people, if you know what I'm saying, like law enforcement. Well, uh, and what did the yeah? But, all right, keep going. What hurts me? What hurts me is that I hate to think that some unsuspecting person is going to pull, you know, uh, accommodate them, and that scares the hell out of me because I like. I like to nip this stuff in the bud. Well, here's one thing you can do to nip it in the bud. Uh, Don't answer the phone unless it's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your son, or your boss. My phone rings all day long with numbers I don't recognize, and I don't answer it. Sometimes the phone will tell me. It'll say spam risk, spam alert, something like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I wonder if it's still a big deal. I know in the old days it used to. The elderly did often fall prey to this stuff but uh today isn't there greater awareness about these scams don't you think everybody kind of is hip to this stuff well i have uh a, a an agency you know what i'm saying you pay so much a month and they monitor your stuff so you don't get scammed but here's the thing uh a lot of people might just fall into the thing and oh this is official i mean you got to see this id card uh if you'd like i could uh, maybe, maybe send you it over the uh, line or not? I don't know, man. I, well, what am I going to do with it? I don't, you know what I mean? I just, I, I don't know. I got enough, uh, you know, you were, I, 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 Tom, you already talked to the FBI. I'm sure they're doing something about it, right? The thing is, you go on, then you get uh, IC3, you go on to and all that. But the, all that stuff takes time. Well, Tom, yeah, I mean, well, I'm not, I can't do anything about this stuff. I just can't. I mean, we everybody, my advice is don't answer the phone unless you know the person. And the other thing is if you really, you should write a letter about this. You can only get so much done on the phone. Tom, I wish you all the luck in the world. I appreciate it, pal, very, very much. Right. All right. Be well. You too, you too. All right. In honor of Rush Limbaugh, oh, I got to go. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So what word defines America? What what word, huh? Think of a word. Joe Biden has a word. And I, uh, <laughs> I, I've never heard anybody say that this is representative of America. I don't know what he means. Once again, cut 27. Listen to this. Joe Biden on what the key word is when it comes to America. 27. We are the United States of America. A singular place of possibilities. That's who we are. That's who we are as a nation, a nation of possibilities. And that's what America's all about, possibilities, endless possibilities. You know, you've, you, you've heard me say over and over again, America is defined by one single word, possibilities. Possibilities. Do you think it is? America is defined by one single word. Possibilities? Possibilities. Possible. Possible that things could go well. Possible that things could go poorly. Possibilities. I don't think possibilities is the uh, key word that Joe thinks it is. Do you? Uh, Possibilities. Here's a word that I think is much preferable. And real presidents i've been talking about it for a long time it's called freedom baby cut 28 freedom is important to all of us 
As someone who spent many years making speeches, I've quoted many definitions of freedom, some very moving and eloquent. We must stand for democracy and freedom. I see a day when we will again have freedom from fear in America and freedom from fear in the world. America is the greatest fighting force for peace, justice, and freedom in the history of the world. Freedom. It resonates a little bit more than possibilities, doesn't it? Ah, gosh. Hey, that was Reagan, Will, uh, Nixon, Clinton, and Trump, of course. Yeah, freedom, not possibilities. Oh, um, Joe Biden remains on vacation. Very strange. Very strange indeed. He's been so absent. And his press secretary, who's even worse than the first one, who was the redhead? Remember her, the redhead, Jen Psychopath, cut 25. When the president asked me to serve in this role, we talked about the importance of bringing truth and transparency back to the briefing room. And he asked me to ensure we are communicating about the policies across the Biden-Harris administration and the work his team is doing every single day on behalf of all American people. All right. You want to hear some truth and transparency? Is this what you call truth and transparency? No. This is a an administration in a nosedive. Cut 26. So I'll say this. The president has been very clear. You know, as you know, the president has been very clear, very clear, very, very clear. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. He's been very clear. There's going to be another pandemic. The president is doing what the president is. Your, the president is. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. These are items that the president has been very clear on. End of quote. Repeat the line. And so the president has been very clear. The president has been very clear. I was going to foot him. Uh, foot, foot, excuse me. The president has been very clear. Why a billion, two hundred million, seven hundred seven, 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 seven thirty-seven thousand, seven, seven thirty, seven hundred thirty. Very, very clear. All you got to do is look what is being played on, played the, 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 this morning. Look, the, the president, president has been, been very clear. clear. But is he going to specify exactly? No, but he has. The best way to get something done, if you. If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. (laughs) Give it up, Joe. Good, good move at the end there. Uh, Clear. I think what's going to happen is Corrine Jean-Pierre will be gone uh, sometime this fall. They know that she's, uh, it was a nice move, a virtue signal, whatever. She's a black gay immigrant woman. A black gay immigrant woman, except she's a black gay incompetent immigrant woman. And it's just not working out. They brought in that guy, Kirby, who looks like a game show host from 1967, doesn't he? And he wears these weird Soviet style ties with the odd stripes right in the middle. Seriously, um, uh, Gorbachev, Mikhail Gorbachev used to wear the same type of neckties. Remember when we were all into that guy? And his weird little blotch on his forehead. Connie is in New Jersey. Hi, Connie. Hi, Greg. Um, I called you yesterday, but I got cut off. So um, I tried again. Uh, I wanted to tell you um, why I voted for Trump. Uh, When he was running, he was um, very clear on what he wanted to do. And uh, a lot of people didn't like the way he looked didn't like the way he talked, didn't like his hair, didn't like anything about him. But he was truthful, and he said what he was going to do for all of us. And um, when I heard him say, 
America first, we will win. We will win so much, you will get tired of winning. And we did. We got, I think a lot of people got tired of the way he was talking. But when my friends uh, come to me and say, you know, look at him, I said, that's who we voted for. That's what, he's not a politician. That's exactly why we voted for him. He's not a politician. He's for us. America first. Yep. Hey, very much. You know what line I remember? He said, we're going to win so much. I remember. And he said, America doesn't win anymore. We used to, but now we don't. And I remember I was in the room when he said it. And I looked at Roseanne. I'm like, you know what? He's right. He's right. There's this malaise. There's this. And we were on a roll. We were on such a roll. And then they try to ruin the whole damn country rather than let him get reelected. Anyway, well, it ain't going to work. Wasn't, what? Wasn't a politician. Yeah, yeah, no. Look, a couple of keys. He's a native New Yorker, a billionaire, and not a politician. I'll be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I think a ripe banana is the perfect food. Oh, my gosh. It is so delicious. The best food ever. There is a God I, for so many reasons, but one of the reasons is bananas exist. Uh, thank you for that. Hey, Vanessa Bryant, the wife of Kobe, is suing the uh, sheriff's department out there because some guy took pictures of dead bodies, including her late husband in that helicopter crash. Who would do that and why? Very strange. Um, I wonder what's going to happen here. I know that the photographer says that he had instructions to do as much to do that. Why would he, why would he have to do that? Hey, the other thing is, uh, I knew this would happen. Yep. They're coming after the Bible, various school districts around the country, raising questions about the Bible. Ooh, there's, um, well, there's war, there's incest, there's rape, there's all kinds of things in that Bible. And, Maybe we should keep it out of the hands of children. Obviously, this is a cor- there's a corrupt motive behind all of this, and there is a lot of stuff in the Bible, including the ultimate uh, key to salvation. Uh, New Jersey chapter of National Education Association. Listen to how they talk about parents. This is a commercial they're running. Cut eleven. We don't agree on everything in New Jersey, but we all agree that our kids deserve a world-class education. So when extremists start attacking our schools, that's not who we are. People who only want to fight to score political points should take that somewhere else. Hmm. Extremists. Now, who are they talking about? Who are they talking about? They're talking about parents. They're talking about parents who don't want um, gay lawn boy and um, queer as folk. Uh, in the schools, Gay Lawn Boy. Have you ever read that book? Um, and what's the other one? What is the other one called? Queer Nation. These are comic books with all kinds of, you know, gross sexual stuff. Pictures shouldn't be in there. I, I feel like 
I feel like I was in school not long ago. I mean, I remember details of junior high school, grammar school. I remember it very well. I remember my teachers. I remember homework assignments. It doesn't seem like it was all that long ago. And if there were comic books featuring sex acts, that would have been a little bit, um, well, that would have given me all kinds of ideas. All right? Especially if it comes from the school. Uh, it's one thing if you got to you know, read a dirty book behind the 7-Eleven uh, and you're afraid you're going to get caught. But if you're reading a dirty book in the school library or in reading class and the teacher is reading it to you or with you, that's trouble. And if you're raising questions about that, pushing back, you're not an extremist. You are a parent doing your job. You're a parent doing your job. You know who doesn't like that? The left. They don't. You as a parent shouldn't have power. The state. The state is the ultimate religion. It's all about the state. It's all about this world, this ugly, corrupt world. And it is. It is. Hey, I don't want this guy, Dan Goldman, uh, winning, being any congressman. Is he going to? He's getting closer and closer. I don't like Jerry Nadler, but it looks like he's going to be reelected because the establishment's coming out for him big time. Carolyn Maloney may be going away. We'll see. We'll see. I just still can't get over elections in uh, August. When did we start that? And do you have any recollection? When I was growing up, it was always in September and November. Hello, Ann in Manhattan. Hi, Greg. How are you? Do you remember that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, I don't remember this August stuff. Never, never. Always September. Very weird. What's up? So that nice lady who just called you talking about uh, why she voted for Trump Mm -hmm. and saying that he's now not a politician. Well, I agree with her. He's not a politician. He's a con artist and a grifter. Uh, You know, I why do you say that? Give me an example. Why? Oh, come on. No, Ann, give me an example. I said, give me an example. For the Rush Limbaugh position, because what you sprout. Oh, stop it, Ann. Stop it, Ann, 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 Ann. You see, you're 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 the one who used to watch me on the Good Day show, right? Are you the one? Relax. I want to have a conversation with you, Ann. Are you the one? Are you the one who watched me on the Good Day show? Uh, absolutely correct. Okay, good. So you say he's a con artist and all that stuff. Well, oh. give me an example. First of all, this is your big chance. This is your big chance. Didn't they clock him at 4,400 lies that he took? 4,400? Okay, 4, so wait, that's, you're, that's your example. I ask you, why is he a con artist? How is he a con artist? And you tell me somebody else accused and and can you put on Ann on mute for a second? Okay, Ann, you can hear me. Nobody can hear you. All right, I'm going to put you back on in a moment. So I want you to take a deep breath. We got time, a little bit of time. All right. So gather, gather your thoughts. I just asked you, you Ann from Manhattan, how is he a con artist? The floor is yours. Talk. When his mouth is moving. He's lying. Hey, there you go. All right. The very reasonable person. You're just so reasonable. And you got Trump derangement syndrome. I do like it when you call, though. You should call more often. But uh, next time, write some things down, and I can hear you out rather than this emotional nonsense. You're better than that, Ann. Thank you. Uh, Julie is in New Jersey. Hi. Uh, yes. I just wanted to say that this past weekend I saw a video of someone um, – Sorry about that. 
someone in uh, Nicaragua that the president had like outlawed religions or something like that, but someone came right into the church, smacked the priest in the back of the head, grabbed the Bible out, ran out of, the, not ran out of the church, but sort of was giving them at the altar like abuse. Did you hear anything about this? No, sounds terrible. Nicaragua? Yikes. Yeah. Uh, let's just uh, let's do a quick review of Nicaragua, largest country in Central America. What kind of government is it? I remember the Sandinistas were giving them a big problem. Uh, who's in charge down there? It's a unitary, dominant party presidential republic. Mm, oh, yeah, Daniel Ortega. That son of a—he's a, he's a communist. That place—Daniel Ortega's still around. The Sandinistas won? you got to be kidding me. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Why haven't I been told? Yeah, and this isn't only going on in Nicaragua. Well, hey, it gives you an idea why those people are coming to the border, quite frankly. You know, seriously. It's one of the reasons they got to get the hell out of that place. I mean, I don't blame them to a certain degree. Anyway, yeah, I got. I haven't seen that video, but it sounds terrible. I also want to mention one more thing. I hmm. work in a school system, and... Um, I know with the masks, uh, at the end of June, they store, they had the students wearing masks once again. Yeah. And uh, they actually, it's, I work in the public district where they have uniforms, but kids actually walk around school with hoodies on over their heads, masks on, dark glasses. So you get, and, and they're, it's not that it's, it's permitted, put it that way, okay? So they're actually walking down the halls in the cafeteria wearing a mask, uh, a ski mask, uh, dark glasses, hoods on in school. I think it should be. Um, yeah, I got a problem with that. I do. I have a problem with that. I, I am suspicious of anybody who's out on the street wearing a mask with glasses on and the hood up. That is a recipe. And if you notice, if you look at the video, all the security camera video we've been seeing lately, uh, most of the time it's somebody in a mask and uh, and glasses. And, uh, yeah, it's it's bad news, really bad news. You know, masked men, they used to – oh, gosh, they used to um, – they used to uh, they'd be the bad guys. Hold on a second. I got a text message here. Uh, I got to send this. Yeah, yeah, you got a good point there, Julie. Thank you. Um, next. Pardon me. Joseph, where the hell are you? Pardon me. Uh, Joseph, where are you? Mm. Yeah, is he there? Hi, Joe from Flushing. Hi, what's up? I was just in uh, Las Vegas, and I was talking to a cab driver, Spanish descent, and he said when he came here that he totally voted Democrat and his whole family. But since all this stuff is going on with Biden, guess what? He ain't voting Democrat no more. And I think a lot of people aren't going to vote for the Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. Good point, pal. Good point. Thank you. Um, I, uh, I'm overwhelmed. Thank you. What else? What else? Is Rudy back yet? He's upstairs. Oh, he's talking to John, the big man, telling him what happened in Atlanta. John uh, Katsimatidis is talking to Rudy Giuliani, two giants, right upstairs. Rudy was just harassed, has been harassed. How, how is it that he's so chipper all the time? You notice that? He's very, very chipper. Um, and we love that guy. Michael in the Bronx. 
Thank you, Greg. For the past three, two, what is it, two and a half years, my wife, Alicia, and I have been told there's a COVID epidemic, there's a now monkeypox, there's polio, and yet Con Edison is sending subcontractors with no masks, no ID around all the homes to install these smart meters that are supposed to uh, take uh, account of what usage you use and when you can be, they could cut you off at any time. Well, the meter man, and you're talking about the meter man, right? The meter man, the meter man's always been coming around. This is a subcontractor who's trying to install the smart meters and they find that and and during COVID with no mask in February, they came around mm-hmm. here. I said, where's your mask? You're not coming in because I want, uh, there's a COVID epidemic coming out. So he breaks my screen door. I have videos of all this. I contact Con Edison. I contact the um, the subcontractor. They don't care. And and here I am being told, oh, wear masks, wear gloves. There's a COVID. But these people, they're not res- they, they they're not allowed to. They're not responsible. Also, all right, hold on a second, dude. It was in uh, it's six months ago. This happened. Yeah, well, six months ago, right? In February. One guy wasn't wearing a mask. I'm surprised to hear that. Um, Six months ago, did anything happen since? What? They charge us. They charge us a hundred dollars fine because we wouldn't let them in. Uh, now you 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 uh, charge uh, uh, you charge three point two million people. All right, in New York all right, all right, all right. I, 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 yeah, I, I live in a building. I don't have to deal. I, I I must say, has anybody else had this? Rich, you live in a house. What's up? Is this the thing? No, you shaking your head. You sh- I can't tell what the hell what's going on. Uh, hold on a second. I'm going to bring in an expert. He's from Baldwin, and he has a house. Um, uh, what, Mike, was, what was the question? Well, did you have the meter man come to your house to try to install a smart meter? They haven't come yet, but they have sent notices that they're coming around to install smart meters. Well, thank you, Rich. Very good to <laughs> you know. Welcome. That's a, quite a voice you have when you're on the radio. So, uh, Michael, uh, he had a very horrible experience. The guy didn't wear a mask, and he didn't want to let him in the house. Hey, come on, Michael. Give me a break. You know, just maybe you could have just kept your distance from him, right? My wife's 69 years old. I'm not taking any chances because everybody's lying to us about this. Now, he has no mask, so if he comes near me and gives me, nobody's responsible for it, right? If he gives me COVID. I, all right. I it's six months ago. Say, did she get the COVID? Oh, all right. I'm sorry, pal. I'm sorry you're, ha- you're going. Hey, let's face it. There are worse problems to have, right? We're doing okay. You know what's going on in Afghanistan? They're chopping up children, taking their organs and selling them. You know that? To make money. Uh, you know, and let's let, I, I, I know the electric company is never going to be popular. I just can't. Uh, oh, hey, Rudy Giuliani is uh, is here. Let's send him in and I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. We're back. We're back with America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. He was he's just back from Atlanta where they uh, they had him. They forced him, I believe, to testify. They said he was a. A target, but we're not so sure about that. He had to appear before a grand jury. I saw him walking in, surrounded by reporters. It was the good old days, like when he was U.S. attorney or mayor. Uh, Mr. Mayor, welcome back. How did it go? It went remarkably well, and they were very professional. I'm glad to say that because uh, during the course of this uh, um, persecution of Trump, the prosecutors have been uh, anything but professional. I mean, it's been like one one example of prosecutorial indiscretion after another. So Shocking one, to me. You went down there. Why? Why did you have to go? Well, originally I was a material witness. That's the warrant that I received. The, uh, they sent it to me. 
paid my said they'd pay my expenses, and we were working out with them. Could we do it by Zoom or something like that? Because my doctor would have preferred that I not take a a plane until the until the beginning of September. And uh, but they they refused, and they were really hard nosed about that. And then about two days before we, so we finally said, okay, let's let's get just get it over with. And uh, I went down. I took a, an extra day, so I went down earlier. I slept really nice the night before. I don't really get nervous about a grand jury. I've, I've spent half my life in a grand jury, um, and I was really surprised at how professional they were. There were four prosecutors who questioned me. These are state local prosecutors. State right? prosecutors. My lawyers are not allowed in the room, uh, like in a federal grand jury. Some states allow the lawyers in, but they didn't. The jurors are allowed to ask questions. And to my surprise, they, they asked many questions and good ones. They were at no point disrespectful, ever, or, or smart alecky. Um, they seemed to present both sides of the case. I mean, I saw an awful lot of evidence of voter fraud. Being shown to them on tape, and uh, uh, so I—I I mean, I think it was done the way I—I I would have done it. So. You're—you're you're allowed, by the way, to talk about this stuff, right? I'm allowed to. They're not. So let me. But ask I'm not going to give you any of the evidence. I'm just going to tell you the general, the general overview of it. Uh, there wasn't a question they asked me that I didn't expect. There isn't a question they asked me that was tricky. Um. They gave me a chance to leave anytime I wanted to talk to my lawyers. And uh, they handled it the way my best assistant U.S. attorneys would handle it. And then the forelady of the jury asked to, asked to shake hands with me. Another juror thanked me for my service to the country. And at the end, the district attorney herself, who was not in the grand jury, asked if she could uh, say hello. Hmm. And then we left, and it was a very um, professional experience. Now, remember, this grand jury can indict. It's a um, – they write a report. Hmm. So this, this is this, – we're really at an early stage here. They're going to write a report. Uh, I think I can say without revealing the grand jury questions because they talked about the subject matter before. They're looking into the electors, which they call phony electors. And to – yeah, and that's really basically it. And I think they're going to find as they look at this – there's nothing phony about them at all. They were alternative electors. Nobody misrepresented what or who they were. No one pretended that they could take the place of the electors that had been selected unless there were another vote of the legislature. So when you were looking at these guys and they're looking at you, are you did you sense that light bulbs have gone off in their heads and thinking, okay, wait a second, maybe there was fraud here. This is going to be a different type of prosecution potentially, than everybody is expecting. I'll tell you, here's, here's what I did sense. When I used the word stolen election, election fraud, when I talked about uh, fraud throughout the country and how similar it was in five particular cities, all crooked Democratic <laughs> cities, where the same exact pattern was followed, where Republicans weren't allowed to see thousands and thousands of ballots were put behind guardrails that were purchased for that purpose, in five different cities where they turned off the voting at almost the exact same time at 1115 on election night when they were supposed to vote all night. They turned it off in Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Detroit, 
Milwaukee, Minneapolis, uh, and in uh, Atlanta, all at the same time. Mm-hmm. I looked at people that didn't look like they thought I was some kind of a maniac. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, I told them I have, you know, everything I'm telling you, you can go look at the affidavits if you take your time and just go with the affidavits. Well, I'm not making it up. I mean, I'm in most respects in this case, I'm the uh, I'm reciting what other people have said to me, what witnesses have said to me. I mean, there's a man in Pennsylvania who watched them count thousands of ballots and deliberately exclude Republicans from looking at the ballots. Mr. Mayor, I am going to make this recommendation again. We talked about it once, I believe, on air. I don't know who can do it. We need somebody to partner up with you. And this has got to be put on a website in a thorough one-stop shopping type place. The story is, as you know, complex. People, their eyes glaze over. They get a little bit, you know, overwhelmed. And they got the fake news saying all the time that, no, don't believe it, don't believe it, don't believe it. If you had like a state-of-the-art website, and I know you do for podcasts or whatever, yeah. but one that actually had all of tabs to go to all of these documents and and you could by the way keep go to my website go to my website go to my website and have it all there i think that could really help move the needle i, well, on this. I do i do think that reading the affidavits even today because they're now what a year and a half old two years old uh, of the citizens the three four page affidavits in which they describe. I, I, I'll, I'll use an example from Pennsylvania, so I don't get into the grand jury testimony. But it's the same thing: uh, a witness who saw a couple of thousand ballots that were being counted as absentee ballots that hadn't been folded, and it didn't look like the same paper as the official paper. Well, you can't have an absentee ballot that hasn't been folded because it has to be mailed in. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania didn't have uh, uh, because it had, and, and if you did that, it would be illegal because it has to go into a secure envelope, and there has to be a signature on the, on the envelope. So you, you've got five witnesses in Pennsylvania who saw thousands of those ballots. So my my uh, suggestion would be all these affidavits. If you could put them on your website, I know they're out there. They you can find them. Journalists would benefit. The general public would benefit. One stop shopping because. People don't have the bandwidth or the ability to track this stuff down on their own. They don't. No, no, they don't. You're right. And if, right. You, if you and your team did it, um, number one, there'd be less of an excuse for the fake news to say it's not, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, I, I haven't seen it or, or whatever they say. Uh, I think it could be very powerful and, again, move the needle on the conversation. And yeah, make your a, website. You've, you've, I've, 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 you've given me another thought, too, of what we could do with it that would really be very helpful. But maybe I don't want to. Tell people yet. All right, I will just. But I'll say tell this. you. Um, not a podcasts are great, but it's got to be interactive. No, just no, the documents themselves. They, they can go back to. They right. can go back to. They can go back to. It's easy and easier to have access to. Yep, and you can tell the whole story because it it, it is a little bit complex and it's uh, it's not easily told, but it's so important that you're telling it, and I'm glad, and I was proud of you down there, quite frankly. Well, thank you. Thank you. Rudy Giuliani, what are you going to do with your show, in, uh, which starts in uh, Well, I'm going to talk about minutes. this a little, uh, and I'm, I'm going to spend – right now, uh, the thing that really has me the most worried is that raid because I think it's the, I think it's the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, unless they come up with something that would be totally 
almost ridiculous now in light of the contradictions that we have. They had no reason to raid his uh, – I mean, when you tell me that he waited four weeks to even decide to do it, and then the magistrate gave him 11 days to do it, and they took three days to do it, <laughs> I come away as a law enforcement professional as this wasn't very important. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, that, that tells you it's not important. Rudy Giuliani is next. Uh, Sebastian Gorka filling in for me tonight on Newsmax. I'll see you Monday. Many thanks, everybody.